back to 40 years of hip-hop where we review a thousand songs in a span of 40 years of hip-hop from 1979 to 2019. And this is your man, the G-Man, the host of the podcast. And don't forget to go check on the YouTube channel, Mr. Ron. He does a video vlog version of his own review. So for today, and don't also forget to check out uh, our Shopify shop where we have amazing t-shirts on sale. You got the descriptions in uh, the bio, you'll find out. And we also have display, the metallic posters that you could afford for your own good and pleasure. So with artwork from Mr. Rod. Also, you should go check out uh, the Internet Hip Hop Simile Database. It is amazing. I discovered this the other day. It's uh, the cataloging similes in hip hop one track at a time. And it's really impressive the work they've been doing on it. It's at ihhsdb.com. Also, you'll find a description in our link. And they did one simile that we recommended our episode on Diggable Planets, the Rebirth of Slick. So go check it out. And for today, what are we gonna do? It's episode. This is Ron's pick, Mr. Ron's pick, and we're gonna hit you with the Onyx, uh, with the, the song called Slam from the album Back the Fuck Up in 1993. So let's start with originality for episode 42. First, what makes this song so original? 27 years ago, more precisely, on May 10th, 1993, Big DS, Sonny Caesar, Federal Star and Sticky Fingers released the unusual hip-hop track named Slam. Why may I say unusual? It's because it ventured into unexplored inter- territories such as heavy metal and punk rock slam dance culture, a first in a hip-hop song. Basically, they were bald, they snarled, they yelled, all black everything. They started the trend way before Jay-Z. Second point that makes this song's original, Slam. It introduced slam dancing into hip-hop, which previously could be seen in the crowd only at rock concerts. Fred Rostar said they wanted to bring slam dancing to rap. Nirvana and Red Hot Chili Peppers was a big influence on them. When they were writing the album, Nirvana's Smell Like Teen Spirit would come up all the time on MTV and inspired them for the chorus. So that kind of triggered it for them. They took it to another level and they created a song in a mere seven days. And for that reason, for originality, I'll go with a four out of five. For delivery lyrics and flow. First point about delivery lyrics and flow. Onyx was a well-rounded group with four members that could actually rap, compared to many groups that had uneven talents. The only thing is that Sticky Finger was my favorite He was mostly always the last one to appear on the track and you waited in eager for the final verse from him. When he came through, it was like Busta Rhymes coming through a song with the energy and flow. I never heard a collab between those two. It would have been something interesting. So much energy would come up on that track. As a solo artist, uh, I didn't feel them, but as a collective, yes. Back the Fuck Up was my least favorite album of Onyx. It was too grimy or too energetic, too much for me. 
My favorite Onyx album by far is 1998, Shut Him Down. Back to the subject. I read that Frederick Starr said he recorded, uh, in the recording process of Back the Fuck Up, the album, they were all on deep LSD and mostly high, like Jimi Hendrix rock star mode. No wonder they were so hyped up on the album. As far as hip-hop quotable, I had to go with uh, my man Sticky Finger, you know? I'm a b-boy standing in my b-boy stands, hurry up and give me the microphone before I bust in my pants. The mad order of anguish, my language polluted. Onyx is everywhere and still undisputed. You took the words right out of my mouth, now walk a mile in my shoes. I paid so many dues, I feel used and abused and I'm so confused. Excuse me, for example, I'm an inspiration to a whole large generation and unless you get dense, 10 sticky fingers, it's an imitation, a figment of your imagination. Wow. Courtesy of Genius.com for the lyrics. You know, for the lyrics box, delivery, lyrics, and floor, I went with a 3.75 out of 5. I wonder what my man Wow went with. And now, production and beat. First point about what makes this good or bad production. The beat is simple, yet as catchy and loud. It was different, an unusual sound in hip-hop. Not my type of sound, okay, but I can definitely listen to a couple of their songs, but a whole album would be overkill to me. The melody is the most memorable part of for me in this song. The melody contained a little code language for hardcore hip-hop fans, such as I, inspired by a record that MCs had been rhyming over for decades. It was a song from 1967's the group called The Mohawks, and the song was called The Champ. Notes about the producer, you know, the beat, uh, uh, Jam Master J, no need for introduction, we all know him from his fame with Run DMC and GMG Records, and as an innovative, talented A&R to discover and break through new artists. Let's focus on Chiz Skills, a longtime collaborator of GMJ. Chiz Skills lived in hip-hop since a young age in Flushing, Queens. That's where he met Large Professor, Nick the Exotic, Mike Geronico, and his longtime neighbor Royal Flush that lived next to the building he grew up to in the 80s. In the 80s, he and Large P, they were members of a b-boy crew called Stay Fresh Crew. And, had a sting, and he had a sting also as a tag writer under the moniker CHY. He launched his music career by DJing for Large Professor. Then he met his mentor, Jim Master G. And his first professional credit as a producer was a remix for the songs Runs in the Family by the group Family. That was an 80s rock, rock band. Shortly afterwards, history was made when he met Fredro and Sticky. He went on to produce for many artists such as The Last Soul, Public Enemy, El Cuche, Ice Cube, Run DMC, and many others. And also included heavy metal bands such as Biohazard and the legend, legendary British rock group Queen. But sadly, Chris Lays, Chris Kills passed away at 48 in 2018. So may he rest in peace. God bless. As far as samples, I went with two, there was two samples on the song, the recognizable vocal samples of the champ by the Mohawks, 1967, and the bass from the soul funk disco rich kind of poverty by Sam and Dave, 1967. 
Now, and I made a mistake for the Mohawks since 1968, yeah. Uh, 67 to 68, you know. As a fun fact, you know the champ, the song by the Mohawks, it has been sampled over 720 times in music, mostly in hip-hop. Most notable ones are Tramp by Salt and Pepper, Get Lifted by Kip Murray, Can You Feel It by Original Concept, Smooth Operator by Big Daddy Kane, Treat the Hard Way by Byron Medea, Chief Rocker by Lloyds of the Underground. Go check our review on it. We did a review, I think it's episode 30 on the Chief Rocker. Eric B and President by Eric B and Rakim, Step Into a World by KRS-One, uh, Nikes by Frank Ocean, Let Your Bike Go Slide by my man, Vice True Fresh West, representing Canada, T.O. And our top and our top song reviewed on the podcast with over 1,000 downloads, Self Destruction by Stop the Violence Movement. They used that sample too. So go listen to the podcast. That was episode 12 for We Did Stop the Violence. And for all that reason, you know, I had to go with for production and beat with a 3.5. And all of this courtesy of whosample.com for the information. Now we're going to go to relevance and longevity. So this is a big part, you know. Is this song relevant? And if so, did it stand the stand of time, you know? To start, it was simply 28 songs by Eminem, PMD, Ty Dolla Sign, Kanye West, Razzcast, to name a few. But the most notable sample was used by the immortal classic Shadow Boxing by The Jizza featuring Method Man. Oh, what a song. This will definitely be one of my future picks, you know? <laughs> Shadow Boxing. Then, to continue in the relevance, uh, Lyra Cohen, Cohen, an executive at Def Jam during the period, had the idea to do a rap cover version of the song and released a City Max's single titled Slam. The Alternatives, which had four heavy metal remixes produced by Billy Graziati. He's a founding member of the heavy metal band Biohazard. The song was also covered by two other groups over the years. The influence and presence of the song over the years were uh, in a commercial. It was displayed in 2002. It was featured in a commercial for So Be, a drink owned by Pepsi. If you're an NBA fan, there's a chance that you have heard the song while watching a basketball game. Or better, it was used as a background music for a Nike Vince Carter commercial in 2006. It was used in an advertisement for a 2011 ESPN documentary called Fab Five. It was about the 1991 Michigan Wolverines men's basketball team that made history by being the first team of the NCAA history to compete in a championship with all Frenchmen's freshman starters. That was a, a big thing, you know. In 2014 of March, the song played in a Gatorade Fierce commercial with NBA star Paul George from the Indiana Pacers too. Uh, as appearance in video games, in, it was included on Def Jam's Rap Star on all platforms. And 2012 included in NBA Ballers Beats, an Xbox 360 exclusive game. And in 2017, in the NBA 2K18, the NBA basketball, the real life game. As in movies, you know, it was featured in 2001 in Method Man and Red Man movie How High, but it was not included on the, on the soundtrack. 
2013, the New York season skate shop. It's a store in New York that just sells uh, skateboarding materials and accessories. And they made a movie called Capital Destructs, and it was used in a movie. 2015, it was featured in a comedy drama movie, Dope. 2017, it made the fist fight movie, the comedy with Ice Cube and Tracy Morgan. That's a good movie, it's a funny movie. And finally, the re-recorded version of Slam was included in the 2017 horror movie, Devil's Domain. As for appearance on TV, yeah, wow. It ranged over the years from animated sitcoms like Beavis and Bartet, The Cleveland Show, to many MTV musical shows, to Spike TV and TNT TV shows, to professional wrestling as an entrance for uh, some wrestlers, and to the police comedy Brooklyn Nine-Nine and many more. The huge hit topped the US rap chart and crossed over to the pop charts in 93, reaching number four. It also found success internationally in the UK, Germany, and New Zealand, and all over the world. The group also performed the song on different platforms and TV shows over the years, and the song has been compiled into many best lists of musical editorials as accolades. As Audio 2 would say, what more can I say? I had to go with a five for this one. And now, as powerful impact, boom with the cannon. How did this song impact a hip-hop culture? In an era where pop radio songs like Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer ruled the airwaves, real rap artists were not getting any radio airplay, but only on college radio stations on the ground. Then Slam came about at the right time when pop radio's openness to the sound of the street started. The year was 93, when rap artists started moving on heavy rotation and MTV began to play harder rap music videos. Prior to that year, if your rap was too hard, the only medium you had was either the late night BET show or Ralph McDaniels and Lionel C. Martin's video music box. Perhaps uh, what I found most impressive about Onyx is their ability to reach various audiences without compromising their grimy style. And that's when the grimy style got created, you know? Fun fact. For Paddy Galuzzi, who was MTV's director of music programming then, remember they had an issue with the album title, Back the Fuck Up. That was too obscene to be reading in the video description at, at, on screen at that time. So they came up with a solution and started the trend of putting stars to censor words. So they wrote B-A-C-D-A-F, three stars, up. The album for, is notable for purposely using spelling in most of its titles, title tracks. You know, Sticky Finger was the one that came up with the misspelled word "fat," P-H-A-T, and Russell Simmons used it in naming his famous clothing line "Fat Farm," and they didn't get credit for that. You know, according to Sticky. Onyx and GMG Records, they saved them Jeff, Def Jam with this song because the song sold 2 million singles and 2 million albums in 93 and helped Def Jam in 94 leave Sony to go to Polygram for a better deal. To sum it up, while doing this review, I learned so much about that song that I was never fond of and rediscovered. And I, I, now I see the song in another angle, and I appreciate it more now. 
I didn't know they made so much impact because I never paid more attention because it wasn't my favorite song, you know. And it really had a great, a, a great impact in the hip hop, you know, in the culture for so many things. And so we have to say rest in peace to Big DS because he passed away in 2003. He's the one that came up with the name of the group when he named it after Blackstone Onyx. So for that reason, you know, for impact, I had to go with a 5-2. I know Mr. Ron, Stingy Ron must be freaking out. I gave out two fives, you know, in the review. And it's his pick and he's going to complain. <laughs> go check out his vlog to see what's, what's his score and on his own pick. So I have to leave you with the slam, da-da-da, da-da-da, let the boys be boys. And for total score, I came out with a 21.25 out of 25. And I came out with an 85%, 85%. And this is for a song that I never really liked, you know? So I had to give credit where credit is due, you know? So they made a lot of points in the impact and the relevance, you know? So I had to go with that. And thank you for listening to our podcast. And don't forget to go check out our different mediums on our website, our Shopify, for our t-shirts, our displays, you know. And the hip-hop simile database, that's a new thing to discover. It's interesting where they spread the lyrics, they analyze it and everything. So thank you for listening. This was episode 42. And don't forget to go check our Instagram, our social media on Facebook. We have a Facebook group where we could put songs. We discuss about music and everything. All the descriptions are in the bio. So and don't forget we also have this month until the end of February we have uh, we're drawing to give it a draw for two t-shirts you could win. So 40 years of April apparel t-shirt with our logo so you could wreck it up. Wrap it up. Okay. So thank you very much. This is the G-Man. Thank you. The G-Unit, I'm signing out. Peace.